Welcome to the AI Hustle Podcast, the podcast where we break down the latest in AI news, tools, and interview experts helping you hustle and do more using AI. If you've been following the podcast for a while, you'll know that over the last six months, I've been working on a stealth AI startup. Of the hundreds of projects I've covered, this is the one that I believe has the greatest potential. So today I'm excited to announce AI Box. AI Box is a no-code AI app building platform paired with the App Store for AI that lets you monetize your AI tools. The platform lets you build apps by linking together AI models like ChatGPT, MidJourney, and Eleven Labs eventually will integrate with software like Gmail, Trello, and Salesforce so you can use AI to automate every function in your organization. To get notified when we launch and be one of the first to build on the platform, you can join the waitlist at AIbox.ai. The link is in the show notes. We are currently raising a seed round of funding. If you're an investor that is focused on disruptive tech, I'd love to tell you more about the platform. You can reach out to me at jaden at AIbox.ai. I'll leave that email in the show notes. So right now, of course, we have kind of this backdrop of a super strained AI chip supply chain, right? This is something no one can get enough chips. There's huge wait lists. They're very hard to get. And I think amid all of this, OpenAI, which is, of course, the number one AI startup right now, is reportedly contemplating an entry into the AI chip space. So this move comes as the demand for, you know, powerful AI processors to train their like ever advancing models, right? We've got ChatGPT, GPT-4 is now the big thing. GPT-5 is rumored to be coming out soon. Well, I don't know what the rumors are, but like, I think it's going to come out in December and you can just, you know, I mean, that's my prediction based off of a bunch of stuff I've seen them trademarking some things around the space and some people saying that they're already in the training process. Could be completely wrong, but I think they might just hit it one year later in uh, December, GPT-5. Uh, um, but in any case, they're also just, they've just launched Dolly 3, which is, you know, their upgraded image generator, which I think is a really good move. In any case, of course, all of these things are sucking a ton of compute. So OpenAI currently depends on GPU-based hardware, like a lot of its different, you know, peer companies. And I think right now they may be looking to change that because GPUs have been essentially the backbone for AI development due to their like proficiency in handling parallel computations, which is really a necessity for training today's kind of top tier AI. Um, but the rise of generative AI, of course, has really, really helped out companies like NVIDIA um, who are making money off of the chips. So, however, I think it has kind of pushed this whole GPU supply chain to its limits. Um, Microsoft recently cautioned about potential service disruptions due to like issues with server hardware because of AI. And also NVIDIA's high performance AI chips are reportedly, you know, sold out until 2024. So really it's, uh, it's hard to get your hands on those things. And I think a lot of these AI companies are kind of feeling the strain because it's not just open AI that needs its own chips. There's all these other companies that are doing, it and it probably feels like they're getting in their own way. And it's like kind of a bottleneck to their own company. So I'm sure open AI at this point is like, you know, doesn't want to put their uh, their company in the hands of another enterprise. So it looks like they're kind of eyeing this space. So to give a little bit of context and I maybe perspective on kind of the magnitude of demand, a study by Bernstein analyst Stacy Raskin highlighted that uh, if ChatGPT queries scale to even a tenth of Google searches volume, an initial investment of roughly 48 billion dollars in gpus would be necessary this is insane and i'm going to say that again because i do not think people fully understand this we talk about like oh chat gpt is awesome yada yada whatever and google like should be worried it's going to get beaten and google's kind of doing this stuff with bard on the side 
But like, if Google searches really were replaced by ChatGPT, which to be honest, for a large part, I'm doing a lot of, uh, I'm doing a lot of stuff on ChatGPT that I would have used Google search for in the past. But if that was to replace it, right, 10% of Google searches would require almost $50 billion in GPUs to be purchased in order for OpenAI to facilitate that. So that's absolutely insane. Um, if they were to do 100% of Google searches, we're talking about somewhere like $500 billion. This is insane numbers. If Google was just to switch to completely be chat GPT instead of like a Google search, we're talking $500 billion in GPUs that would be needed. So I think another really interesting number is that around $16 billion worth of chips would be required annually for sustained operations, right? So even if they made like if they, so say chat GPT is going to take over 10% of Google searches, $50 billion up front on GPUs, and then every year, $16 billion. This is insane money. And I think ChatGPT and OpenAI really know that if they want to be able to scale, this is a bottleneck for them, right? Even if they were the most popular thing in the world, this is a bottleneck. And I think they're looking at, you know, how can we build things? How can we build them better, um, cheaper, so that we're not kind of stuck with this bill? Even if they could get it half price by making it themselves, it would make a really big difference. So OpenAI is, is by no means kind of pioneering the custom AI chip territory. Um, Google's TPU, Tensor Processing Unit, powers massive generative AI systems like Palm 2 and Imogen. Um, Amazon provides its AWS customers with proprietary chips designed for both training, I think it's called Trainium, and Inference, which is Inferencia. So meanwhile, there's a whole bunch of rumors around Microsoft collaborating with AMD on an AI chip called Athena, which OpenAI is uh, like reportedly testing right now. So I think with a venture capital injection of over $11 billion, that's what OpenAI has at the moment. And, you know, I think they're nearing a $1 billion in yearly revenue. Like that's kind of where they're at right now. Uh, they said, I think Sam Altman earlier this year said they forecast they're going to hit about a billion dollars in revenue this year. I think OpenAI's financing position appears like to be pretty solid. It's fairly robust, but recent, of course, murmurs from the Wall Street Journal um, suggest that the possibility of a share sale is going to catapult OpenAI's secondary market valuation to around $90 billion. They may, they're kind of looking at doing that right now. So that would be very, very incredible. However, I think the road to AI chip development isn't without its bumps. Just last year, AI chip maker GraphCore saw its valuation plummet by around a billion dollars um, post a Microsoft deal fallout. Microsoft never ended up going through with the deal and it really kind of hammered their company. So I think that was kind of leading to an announcement of job cuts owing to challenging, you know, they said this is like challenging economic situation stuff. So I think the past month also saw GraphCore grappling with declining revenue and mounting losses. Intel's AI chip subsidiary, which is called Havana Labs, had to let go of an estimated 10% of its employees. Even tech giant Meta faced a bunch of turbulence with its custom AI chip endeavors, eventually axing some of its um, experimental hardware that they were kind of working on before. So it's not like it's all roses in this space and it's not like it's very easy, right? Of course, um, we have NVIDIA, which is absolutely crushing it, but there's a lot of people that are kind of hurting. Maybe that's because an NVIDIA was significantly better. There's a lot of people speculating on why that is. But I think, well, OpenAI's potential move into the AI chip domain is a significant development. The journey to bring a custom chip to market is going to be really lengthy and might drain hundreds of millions annually. The critical question I think that remains is whether OpenAI's stakeholders, which of course is Microsoft that owns half the company, are ready to kind of place their bets on such an ambitious and uncertain venture, especially when Microsoft's already, you know, inking deals with AMD and others. 
I think only time is going to reveal if OpenAI's potential chip endeavors are actually going to be successful or not. Um, and the one thing I would just stress finally is that these these deals really do take a long time. If they were to design their own chip, if they were to try to launch this, building out the facilities to fabricate it, building out you know the uh, essentially all the manufacturing like this stuff takes years. We'd be talking two, three, like two years would be fast, right? We're talking probably four years before they could scale this thing out. And so, really, at the moment, I think it's this is not a solution that really pulls them out of this problem. Um, but you know, maybe it's future revenue, maybe it helps them in the future. But at the moment, I think everyone really is kind of stuck with Nvidia and a couple of the other players and uh, essentially just trying to make do with what they have currently on the market. If you are looking for an innovative and creative community of people using ChatGPT, you need to join our ChatGPT creators community. I'll drop a link in the description to this podcast. We'd love to see you there where we share tips and tricks of what is working in ChatGPT. It's a lot easier than a podcast as you can see screenshots, you can share and comment on things that are currently working. So if this sounds interesting to you, check out the link in the comment. We'd love to have you in the community. Thanks for joining me on the OpenAI podcast. It would mean the world to me if you would rate this podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts, and I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in to the AI Hustle podcast. If you could do us a massive favor, we would really, really appreciate it if you could leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. This helps people find the podcast. It helps people know this is a good place to go. And we would really, really appreciate it as it helps us continue to bring on incredible guests and share incredible content for you to listen to.